This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we uncover stories, ideas, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of deep love, relationships, and good sex. Oh, and a little bit of manifestation sprinkled in there too. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. I am your host, Tatiana, here. I am so excited to be bringing you guys a solo sesh today. I am just sitting here in my bedroom. I'm right by my bedside table, and it's a very cozy, rainy day outside. I am just feeling all the cozy vibes. My bestie just left back to the east coast she came for a long weekend her boyfriend was having this full-on guys weekend and he gave me a call and he was like how do you feel about me (laughs) sending her your way while I have my guys weekend and I was like I would literally love nothing more so he paid for her flight out here and I think like a few dinners were on us via him I was like this is amazing everybody find themselves a partner who will literally treat you (laughs) um but no it was so much fun to hang out with her it was hysterical because this is one of my friends who we literally call each other and we are continuously on the same page even though we'll be across the country we'll be like having kind of the exact mirrored day and we always joke we're like exactly six months apart so i always say that astrologically we are so compatible she's a taurus and i feel like it completes my taurin moon and rising as well so truly i gave her a call after this week we had a couple hiccups which i'll get into because i was just in costa rica and had a crazy return experience because i lost my passport (laughs) i will share that story in a second but basically i gave her a call after a whirlwind of a much longer extended vacation than i had anticipated And I was like, I know you're coming. I have like a day to prep for you. What's your vibe for visiting me? And she was like, I literally have had the most insane week. All I want to do when I come visit you is chill the fuck out, eat a lot of really good food, work out, and just go on like neighborhood walks with you. And I was like, this is, you're the easiest guest. Please come anytime you want. And we ended up having just the best weekend. We went to the Korean spa together. I took her for her first time. It was my second time going, but if you guys don't know about Korean spas, I feel like they're a really big thing in LA. I had never really heard of this concept before moving to LA because I feel like there's, I never lived in a place that had like a K-town. And so Anyways, going to the Korean spa is so much fun because they have all these different like hot and cold plunges. They have sauna rooms, Cairo, whatever those are called, like the cold sauna rooms. They have this like full jade heated floor that you like slab lay is how I (laughs) refer to it, where you literally just like lie on a blanket or just like straight on this heated jade floor. And it is so restorative. You feel like after you're at the Korean spa, you feel like you've been meditating for a full day. It feels amazing. And then we also got these treatments and I was so excited to bring my friend here because after my first time I had gotten a treatment at the Korean spa, it's like something I've never experienced before. It is a literal 
car wash. I have no other word to describe it other than you come out polished head to toe. No crevice is left unscrubbed. It's also a fully nude spa. I wasn't nervous ever about being like nude in front of other people, but when you are in this environment it's all ages truly i've seen like 80 year old women in this spa and it's all ages all body types no one cares no one's like looking at you which is just kind of like another interesting thing you think like oh my god i'm gonna be naked everyone's gonna be staring and like no one's even looking like it's just such a amazing experience so anyways <laughs> that was a little bit of a tangent but it was a very very fun going and it was definitely on my pleasure practice list for february this month so it was such a treat but anyways to give another quick catch-up about my costa rica experience so this kind of ties into a bit of the theme of today's episode which i'm actually excited to go into which is all about just like my current february archetype and basically my process around monthly manifestations so i kind of want to fill you guys in on a much more granular level and just kind of have a little like one-on-one episode together where i kind of just fill you in a bit on what my current pleasure practices have been what i'm currently manifesting after kind of doing my year in review and really how you guys can also begin using a monthly manifestation process because it's just so magical but anyways i definitely had a bit of a wild story i i'll just like go into the passport story right now i have never lost my passport before and i don't think it's like a common thing to lose your passport but let me tell you it is definitely not an ideal experience i basically had this it was very strange because I had gone to, I was with a group of people and some of the people had been to this specific part of Costa Rica before. We were down in Nosara. It was so much fun. It is truly a blue zone. I forget the definition of a blue zone, but it just basically, I think it basically means it is like the oldest, some of the people who live the longest in the world in a condensed area. And one of these spots is in Costa Rica. It was truly amazing. I went with a group people had been before and long story short, we went to the bank to take out money and someone had told me that I needed to bring my passport with me, which I'd never done before. And I like going to a bank, but I was like, okay, I'm in a totally different country. Maybe this is their process. And I'm sitting at the bank teller and I'm not even taking out that much money, maybe like a hundred dollars in cash. And it was an entire 25 to 30 minute saga of this woman. Like I've never seen someone do so much paperwork around taking out cash. I was like, this is wild. Anyways. So, so much paperwork is being passed back and forth. They're taking my credit cards. They're like scanning my passport. They are giving me cash. They're having me sign different things and like check different things and consent to different things. And like halfway through this process, I literally asked this woman in Spanish, I'm like, can I, could I have just taken out cash at the ATM? And she's like, of course, like <laughs> the ATM's just around the other door. You, you didn't need to do this, but I, like you just sat down. So we're doing this whole process. And I was like, oh, so annoying. <laughs> Did not need to do this entire 30 minute process, but whatever. Like I wasn't going to let it get to me anyways, get all my things back allegedly so i think and carry on with my trip and basically had the most gorgeous trip so we had a chef at this house in costa rica and she was a fully vegan chef gluten-free and soy-free and 
I truly have never had such delicious food in my entire life. I feel like when people say vegan, everyone kind of raises an eyebrow just being like, oh, like, am I going to be eating like kind of icky food? Or for me, I have a soy allergy. So I'm always like, oh, if it's vegan, like, are we just subbing everything for soy, which I can't eat? And literally the chef has been living in Costa Rica for almost 10 years. She is an angel. And I like I said, I've never had such good food in my life. And after the entire week, I've actually never felt so good. That's not to say that it's because we were eating vegan. It was mostly because I actually really believe in having like protein. I don't know. For me, meat works. I really like it. Like eggs and meat, it keeps me satiated. But what was really amazing was everything was basically made by hand. Any flowers she ground by ground by herself, any sort of nuts she pureed by herself and, you know, nothing was processed and she used very specific oils, only coconut and avocado and a little bit of olive oil, but she was like any other oils I don't use. And so it was just so clean. Anyways, come to Friday night, I'm packing up my bags. I'm like, oh, that was such a great time. And then I'm suddenly like, wait, where is my passport? And I'm frantically looking around the house. And then my boyfriend's like, well, when's the last time you had it? And I was like, well, I think it was when I was at the bank, but so much stuff, so much paperwork was being handed back and forth. I can't remember. I like, I thought they handed my passport back to me, but I don't have it. So we're like, okay, we'll go to the bank first thing in the morning. And then we basically have to take a three hour van drive to the airport. So we go to the bank first thing in the morning. Google Maps said it was open, but I'm asking all these locals in the morning, like, why isn't the bank open? And they're like, it's closed all weekend. And I was like, are you kidding me? I need to fly out today. And this was the day before the Super Bowl. We had all these like Super Bowl plans. We were like excited to be just like chilling at home, relaxing like a day before the work week started. We were just like, we had planned it to a T as most people do. And I was like, okay, well, I can't bank on the fact that my passport is at the bank, no pun intended, but I think it's there. I literally think it's in their photocopy machine, but I'm just going to get to the airport and see what I can do. I get to the airport. They're like, yeah, there's nothing you can do. You need to go to the embassy. I immediately just start sobbing to this Delta agent. I think <laughs> I think at one point, I literally just asked him, how much money do you want? Like as if I was trying to like barter with this man to like get me on an airplane. I was like, how much? <laughs> I was in my bargaining phase of grief, okay? And um, my boyfriend was such a just like beacon of light because he handled this so well. He his like job full time. He does production. So he just like handles messes essentially and just like does things so well takes things one step at a time and I was just like in full stress and he was so helpful but we basically had to stay three more days in Costa Rica I had to take a bush plane to the capital San Jose we had to stay a couple nights there wait till the embassy opened Monday morning for me to get an emergency passport we were supposed to fly out Tuesday but the second I got my emergency passport we were like let's just go to the airport right now and <laughs> That was such a crazy travel day. I cannot express like waking up at 7 a.m., spending three and a half hours in the embassy. My boyfriend's outside. We don't have cell service to each other. I actually wasn't even allowed to bring my phone in. He's trying to contact me through the embassy that the chef found my passport in the copy machine and is like jump planning it up, but it was too late. Like I was already in the embassy getting the emergency passport. So that passport wasn't valid. Good thing to know that like the passport was there. I knew it, but we couldn't rely on that. We just had to take the next steps forward 
in case because it would have sucked if we stayed in the small little town we were the whole weekend and waited and then not gotten it but anyways um it all worked out we had a crazy travel day after that i've never sprinted so hard through a connecting airport (laughs) we had literally seven minutes to make our connecting flight and the plane actually held their doors open for us because it was the last flight out back to la from houston um that night so they held the literal plane for us I got on the plane and I literally the first thing I asked the flight attendant I was like can I have a bottle of water she's like yeah no but I can bring you a cup (laughs) I was like panting at this woman um but anyways we made it back home it was a journey I truly have never the next day I actually felt like hungover. I was so tired, but here we are. We are back. Things could have been worse. I had to like very much remind myself like when everything was happening, this isn't a crisis. It's just a delay and we're leaning in and not like resisting. You know, the second you start resisting, it just becomes even more complicated. But my family was so supportive. They were like there every step of the way and just so sweet. So I very, very much appreciated that. And yeah, we're back. But Costa Rica was amazing. And what I feel like it did for a lot of my, you know, things that I'm calling in and manifesting for this month was it really reminded me of the things that make me feel good and really become an integral part of my support system. So what I mean by that is I just felt like after having such intentional food and consuming so intentionally that I really hope to carry that into really this year. I was so inspired by the chef. I even told her, I was like, you have inspired me so much. And I feel like I already have this idea of how, and I'm actually doing it later today. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm like going to kickstart it today. But I was telling her that I want to actually start integrating more of an intentional cooking process into my lifestyle. You know what it also is? I was talking about this a couple weeks ago on my stories, but I am truly so sick of takeout food. And hear me out for a second. I feel like, and it is such a privilege to be able to afford takeout, but I feel like the ultimate privilege is to have a home-cooked meal. I got to the point with taking out food that it wasn't a joy. It wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to order from my favorite restaurant here. It was more like, oh my gosh, my entire day got away from me. I didn't have time to go to the grocery store. My fridge is freaking empty. I don't have energy to cook. I don't have energy to shop. I guess I'll get takeout. And I always end up just spending way more money than I want to, having such a mediocre meal. And It's like never the type of ingredients that I want it to be because I never know what sort of like mystery oils they're cooking with. I never know, you know, whether or not there's any sort of cross-contamination for food allergies. And so to me, it's so interesting because growing up, I like we never got takeout. It just was not a thing in my family. We also, I feel like takeout obviously is not what it is today. Like, we it was so funny I remember as a kid being like oh my god I want to order pizza and we lived on like just the edge of town that like Domino's didn't deliver you know what I mean and so to me it was always just like 
I wanted it and now I'm it's so integrated into my life and I really want the reverse it is truly such a privilege to be able to buy amazing groceries to have the time and luxury to cook and so that is something I'm calling more in for myself this year especially around the intentionality of food so anyways that is a bit of my part of what I want to do for my Sunday prep days and I'm really excited to experiment with that. I will keep you guys posted. One of my words for this year, like between my boyfriend and I, I, I think I was explaining this with my on my quickie with Amanda, but one of my words that I was telling her was that my word for the year is abundance. But with my boyfriend and I, we were talking about how one of our words for the year is intentionality. And I just really feel like this is so symbolic of just basically all the ways I'm so excited to show up and manifest for this year because it's not like I feel like I need to make any drastic changes. For me, it's like intentional tweaks and it feels really manageable. So on Sundays, I'm really excited now to start kind of making it more of a like, let's stay home, clean the house and prep foods for the week. I know that this is going to set me up for so much, so much success because like I mentioned, I hate that like last minute takeout order that I have to make at night because I pushed everything else to the back burner, like doing other things. And I am just like excited to make little tweaks around even like I love almond milk and my lattes in the morning, but I was like, can I actually maybe start like making batch almond milks? You know what I mean? And just like having fun with it and experimenting and seeing what kind of things that I can spend a little extra time doing and prepping that actually, you know, help me out in the long run. So I feel like this ties so well into even the concept of monthly manifestation, which is what I really do every single month now through the monthly archetype process. Any longtime listeners know that I have the monthly archetype, but if you're new here, it really is this beautiful way of kind of stepping away from the mania of like annual calendar to-dos, annual goal setting, and really allowing you to embody who you want to be and who you want to show up as each month and what you're manifesting and what the pleasure practices are that you are doing. To me, also the magic of having a monthly manifestation process is that it literally shrinks your timeline into viewing something on a much smaller scale, which is so much more digestible. And it literally scratches that achievement oriented side of your brain that wants to check something off. I feel like so many times, like I'll have big goals, which is great to have. I highly encourage you do it. You continue doing stuff like that. I fully have big major manifestations but it can sometimes get a little not not daunting it's not the right word it's just sometimes you can look so far to them and just be like oh there's a lot of steps for me to check that off and have that satisfaction of completing it and what I feel like the monthly manifestation process does it is it a allows you to check off more micro goals that might be part of a larger picture in just a quicker context and it leans into the process over the final achievement which is a huge motto I feel like just for 
manifestation and honestly living a life that you love. It's all about the process. It's actually not about the final goal. I can't even tell you how many times I've achieved a final goal or something that I wanted. You know, by the time you get there, it's like, oh, cool. All right, great. Next, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, the version of me three years ago would have been freaking out if this suddenly happened overnight, but over that time, you stepped into that version of yourself that was capable of achieving that. You did all the tasks. And so I feel as though that is really the meat and potatoes of it all is like this version of yourself that you became to get there. And that is exactly what monthly manifestation process does is it allows you to shrink down timelines and hone in on the version of yourself that you want to be to not only achieve goals, but also just like show up as your most vibrant, authentic, and exciting and joyful self. And so I feel like a really great analogy is almost this idea of if you think of your highest timeline and your higher self, it's at a certain frequency. So think of like a frequency line. And what you're trying to do in your monthly manifestation process is meet that frequency, touch that and hit that at different points. And it's not like you're going to connect with it all the time and like be hanging out 100% of the time at this level of your highest self, but you have touch points there. And what doing a monthly archetype and doing a monthly manifestation process does is I almost think of it like a radio station. You need to get to the right channel. You need to get to the right like FM or AM station and, you know, align yourself with that frequency. And so that is what has been so magical about you know, experimenting with this for so long. And so anyways, to bring you into a glimpse of my February archetype, she is someone who I really journaled about on this plane ride. And it's very much tapped into a lot of like divine energy and taking time to bloom. I'm actually not going to like share the word of the month that I created because this one's a little bit more personal. But last month, just to give you an idea for January, my archetype was an energized ritualist. And so from there, I am able to distill down all the different big picture missions and visions that I have, the daily habits of this version and how I show up and then also the pleasure practices this person does and what they're up to for that exact month. So for February and anyways for any longtime listeners you guys know the monthly archetype process you've heard me talk about it but I'll link a few episodes that go very deep into this process if you're super curious about what this really means how I really do this on a monthly basis, but I have a Notion template. Notion is a digital, a free digital system you can download, and I have a Notion template freebie that outlines how you can create your own archetype, and it's the, the exact digital board that I use to create my monthly archetypes. It's very visual. It's so visually stimulating, so you can go tune into that, but anyways, my archetype for this month is very much into her divinity. Let's leave it at that. And for me, one of the big picture visions that I feel like I'm bringing into this month is allowing myself to kind of get into a bit of hibernation mode. I really feel like we need to start giving ourselves more permission along with kind of the seasons. And being in winter, I saw this amazing TikTok of this girl talking about this, but she was like, we don't need to be in winter and act like it's our summer, act like it's our hot girl moment or whatever it might be. She's like, we can allow ourselves to be in winter. And I have just been feeling this total 
craving i said to my boyfriend the other day i was like i kind of want to just go a little bit dark and that's not in a way of like not showing up how i normally do but it's just kind of giving myself a little bit more permission to maybe take a step back maybe say no a little bit more when it comes to any sort of like social activities or doing the most around whatever it might be. And it's just taking a little bit of a step back. So that's one of my big picture visions is a hibernation mode. Another one is what would she do? She being my highest self. So very much leading with that. And then really a lot about how habits create impact. So again, going back to my inspiration from being in Costa Rica, like I'm really excited to build a few more habits around my wellness that I know will be super intentional and begin to kind of chip away at some of those larger manifestations I have. And so some of my things on my feel good checklist are really around like spirituality and movement and fueling myself. So I'm trying to actually get seven to 10k steps in a day my bestie who is here this weekend she has her apple watch set to like closing her rings and i used to be someone who used to try and do that but quite frankly i got kind of like annoyed at my apple watch mostly (laughs) you guys are gonna think this is ridiculous but i like hate the look of an apple watch so anyways i just like on amazon ordered a new cute band so i can start wearing it more but one of my things is just to close my rings right and it was so fun hanging out with my friend this weekend because even though we were relaxing a lot her whole thing was just like let's just like close my rings together this weekend and so we went on this really fun hike on sunday together and i figured the rings would be closed but she's like mm we still have more. So we came back home and like made a nice lunch. And then we went back out and did some more like activities. We went on like another really nice long walk. And I was like, okay, this is really great. It kind of pushes you to do the little extra step. So I am really excited to do that. Another thing is just getting a little bit more into reading. So reading 20 minutes a day or doing like an inspirational audiobook. I'm just trying to be a little bit more, again, the word intentional is just flowing through this podcast, but I'm just trying to be a little bit more intentional about my screen time and just, you know, being away from that. So that's a little bit of where I'm at. And then I would just say like some fun little manifestations that I'm calling in. I did my three-word method. Alison Bornstein talks about this, but I did my three-word style method a couple weeks ago and One of the things that I'm really excited to manifest right now is I'm looking for a really fun pair of like tinted sunglasses. I actually put it on my vision board for my monthly archetype this month. And I am also working on manifesting the final formulation for the product that I am working on. So two products are in the works and I know I've been much more vocal about one over the other. So first and foremost... (laughs) The monthly manifestation journal is coming so soon. I will dedicate like a whole episode to talking about that, sharing more about that. But if you follow Bedside over on Instagram, I've shared a little bit about this journal and it's essentially taking the monthly manifestation process that I've been talking about, bringing it into more of a journal format. I find this is more accessible. It's very niche to be someone who's like, does digital systems, let alone like hangs out on Notion. My girls know where they're at. 
Um, it's a great thing to be on Notion, but I just realized that I wanted to make something a little bit more easy to use, less tethered to like a digital template. So the monthly manifestation journal is coming, but then the other product that I'm working on, I have to be a little bit more tight-lipped about it. And I hate to be the person that's like, Ooh, something exciting coming soon, but it's just a long, long game for anybody new here. I have been working on building a CPG consumer packaged goods business in the sexual health and wellness category for like a year at least like two years now I have everything basically done in terms of branding we have the most fun name and just like visual identity it's fucking bomb but the hero product that we're working on is so unique and to me it's so important to I like come from beauty and wellness historically from the design side of things I've always known I've wanted to like develop my own product and build something that isn't just like a dupe of what already exists I like know myself as a consumer and I just care about super high quality unique products that actually are efficacious and so what I'm working on right now has taken a while because it actually doesn't currently exist on the market right now. I am so excited because we just got our first formula sample and we are close, guys. We are really, really freaking close. It's going in for its other round of formulation, but that is something that I'm massively manifesting for this month and honestly like the earlier half of this year because I'm hoping that we can do a 2024 brand launch. That is like when I distilled down my top five. I have like a whole master manifestation list but I have a top five for the year of things that I really want to complete and that is one of the first ones of like things that I want to complete for 2024 which is launch this brand which is so exciting and I promise to keep you guys as closely connected to this as possible so my hope is to actually tap the bedside community shortly after we get this initial formulation kind of done like an almost ready formulation and have you guys actually use and test it and give back feedback and notes. I just really want to like incorporate you guys into this entire process because this is why it's being built. It's being built for you. It's being built and made to have like so much more pleasure and joy and intimacy in our lives and play because we love to play. Yeah, that is my biggest hope and wish and manifestation for this year. And it's been really interesting too because I am turning 30, I guess this year in October. I just turned 29 this past October and it's been interesting to just, I don't feel like it's old per se, but I think age is an attitude. I've never really like looked at age as being like one thing. I think I like we literally have this one neighbor on our cutie pie little neighborhood walks that is in her early 80s and she is just has a spring in her step, that woman. And I'm like, oh, I hope to age like you. I hope to be blessed to age like you. And so anyways, as I approach 30, I've been just kind of thinking of who is this version of self that I want to tie out my 20s as? How do I want to set myself up for the version of myself that I want to be in my 30s? I'm not putting a ton of pressure on it, but also there's a lot of 
intention that I want to bring to this year. And so I'm really excited to take a lot of these micro shifts and tweaks into this upcoming year for the version of self that I am excited to just continue stepping into. Ever since I started doing this process, it's just been this like crazy evolution that I've seen myself and I'm just, I love who I am. And so I really want that for everybody listening and I think it could be a really fun exercise for you to even think you know regardless of how old you are listening to this just be like who who do I want to be by like this time next year and what does it take how is this version of self showing up and what are those little steps that I can take to become that version of self and so it's very exciting and I actually have a couple journal prompts I'll link it in the show notes for tapping into this it really helps. I do these monthly journal prompts. I'll link the February journal prompts, but journaling has been such an incredible exercise for me to really stay true to my intentions and my manifestations. I find that there's so much like noise on the internet. I love seeing what everybody's up to. I love sharing what I'm up to, but having a journaling practice tethers me back to living my life and doing things according to me that I actually want to do and it's a way for me to check in with myself a way for me to have dialogue with myself a way for me to just hash out any sort of emotions or thoughts or feelings around certain scenarios or just you know things I'm musing on and it just keeps me back to that relationship to self which I think is one of the most important relationships if not the most important relationship you will ever have because you're with yourself from day one to day the end and that is the only guaranteed relationship right that is that duration so I am just such a believer in kind of making that space for yourself and getting quiet and really you know seeing seeing what it is that you are wanting what you are craving what you are desiring because giving yourself space to lean into your desires is so important and it has so much potency there's so much there (laughs) to come it really that's very much tied to the monthly manifestation journal so i'll kind of leave that there about that desire note but (laughs) there's a lot to be said about desire and how it is so deeply connected to our authenticity. But that being said, I hope that you liked this episode, this quick little solo sesh catch up. Just wanted to fill you in on where I am, on just what is to come. And I figured, honestly, I'll leave you guys with this, just a fun little bedside table tour. So currently on my bedside table, I have got my pocket animal spirit guidebook this is one of my favorite deck of cards i actually should pull a card for you guys that would be kind of fun um but it is by kim kranz and this is one of my favorite little decks to pull from i usually pull from this card deck after i do a manifestation and i tend to ask my spirit guides or just my highest self like any sort of messages that want to be delivered and it's really fun i find a lot of spirituality connected to nature so I love this animal deck. So that's on my bedside table. I have got Aesop hand cream that is inside of this really cool vintage Playboy ashtray. I love collecting vintage ashtrays as catch-alls. So in that vintage Playboy catch-all is the Aesop hand cream, this amazing ring that I got in Costa Rica. It is this gold-plated citrine ring that is so gorgeous. I also got another one in 
silver with a mother of pearl in the middle of it and that's like a pinky cocktail ring i've been trying to get more jewelry when i travel and make really fun memories i am so excited to like build my jewelry collection that's one thing that i put on my manifestation master manifestation list for last year that's just like carrying into this year i feel like it's kind of just like a lifelong collection i'm really excited to start curating whether that's like high and low price points like fine jewelry but then also just like really pretty pieces that i pick up so that is in that catch-all then i've got a mej claw clip oh those are such good quality guys if you're a claw clip person highly recommend mej and then i've got a million books stacked and then the most recent toy that i got i went to the anime sex trade show i think it's the adult novelty something and exotics show i should know what it stands for but i went to go meet with different vendors the best part about going to these trade shows is you come back with so much product and so i got this amazing new toy i think it's called i think it's it's a japanese product and what's really cool about Japanese products for toys is a lot of Japanese culture is a little bit more reserved when it comes to sex toys. And so they seem to be a little bit more cutesy, inanimate objects that you could almost like have out on your bedside table and you wouldn't really know that it's a toy per se. But I got this amazing new toy. It's bomb. I'll try linking it below if I can find it. And yeah, that's currently my little bedside table tour. But anywho... I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love, love, love connecting with you. I love doing solo sessions. They're very fun. And let me know how you like it. I'm more than happy to kind of cover certain topics. I kind of want to get into some more hormonal health rituals. I've got some like ideas up my sleeves for different solos that I'm really excited to dive into, but I figured we could just do a little catch up this week. I could fill you in on the monthly archetype process that I'm working through at the moment. And yeah. With that said, have a gorgeous week, you guys, and I will catch you next. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Betside Podcast. I hope you love this episode as much as we did making it. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to chat, don't hesitate to reach out to us at The Bedside on Instagram and thebedside.co online. You can also find us at By The Bedside on TikTok. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. And if you found this episode valuable, I would so greatly appreciate if you could leave us a rating, a review, text it to a friend, share it to your Instagram stories. Let's get this message out there loud and clear. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.